the Lord be with you. And also, the word became flesh and dwells among us. Glory to God in the highest and peace to God's people on earth. Friends, near and far, we welcome you to this Sunday service of ordered worship in the nave of Marsh Chapel, Boston University. The liturgy, homily, and music are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here at 735 Commonwealth Avenue, for our New England radio audience through WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe live at WBUR.org. We encourage your written or emailed responses, your prayerful and material support, your selection of personal ministries, and as the Spirit moves, your presence with us for worship. Today we pause to consider, to ponder, to reflect together about meaningful gifts. In, this, in these days of, me, of multiple gifts, what good news is there about meaningful gifts? This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, let us stand in the praise of God. kindled in our hearts, may shine forth in our lives, 
through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Chapter 62, verse 3. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My whole being shall exalt in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. For as the earth brings forth its, its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her vindication shines out like the dawn and her salvation like a burning torch. And nations shall see your vindication and all the kings your glory. And you shall be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
will now say responsibly verses from Psalm 148 with the Antiphon. sun and moon. Praise the Lord, all you shining stars. Praise the Lord in the highest heavens and in the waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, who commanded and they were created. Who established them forever and ever, and fixed their bounds, which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps. Fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy wind, fulfilling God's command. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars. All animals and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds. Kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth. Young men and women alike, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, whose name alone is exalted, whose glory is above earth and heaven. God has raised up a horn for his people, praise for all his faithful, for the people of Israel who are near their God. Praise the Lord. St. Luke chapter 2, verses 22 to 40. Glory to you, o Lord. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous, righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in ch the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. 
And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. And when they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us remain standing for our second hymn, number days we have been immersed in gifts. For some the gifts have been fewer, for others they have been more plentiful. For some the gifts have been more virtual than actual. For some they have been more material than spiritual. Christmas, including this Christmas, is a time both of fullness and of emptiness and we particularly reach out during the days of Christmas time to those who, like Mary and Joseph of old, find themselves, find yourselves perhaps, outside, surprised, challenged, or alone. We may pause to consider, ponder, reflect a little bit then in this season about gifts. In one of the lastingly great theological essays of our time, Dean Ray Hart has written enchantingly of imagination and so of gifts. Here is the power of a real gift. It is selected on the basis of intimate acquaintance with the one to whom it is given. The gift interdicts his forgetfulness of the giver. Whether by beauty, utility, or humor, it qualifies every situation in which it is perceived. Having the first mark of being, 
the power to present itself, the genuine gift is not by accident also called a present. What are the meaningful gifts of Christmas? We think readily of the famous Christmas givers, sages from the East, sages leave your contemplations, brighter visions beam afar. Now the wise folk from the East are still a few days journey away. Theirs is the day of Epiphany coming soon. So today we only await them, we expect them. Today we await their arrival and we may meditate for a moment as they come toward us on what they bring. We expect them this morning. We await their kingly gifts. We await their meaningful gifts. They are at hand, but not in hand, like the gospel itself, like grace itself, like the Prince of Peace himself. Kingly gifts. These wise folks who carry the burden of our Christmas expectation and who bear such expensive gifts to the scene of Jesus' birth also bring you gifts. We certainly can be glad for the gold and incense and medicine with which they have again showered the Prince of Peace. But in their journey, remembered again this week, the wise professors from Persia also present you with holiday presents gifts of the Spirit. It is good to give, but it is good to receive as well. They bless you, especially those of you who are listening from afar this morning. I picture this morning a woman and a man enjoying the easy silence of long friendship. The day has begun. Without a word, the breakfast is prepared. Without a word, the paper is retrieved and opened and shared. Without a word, the radio, radio is tuned. And without a word, in the fullness of trusting silence, in the kitchen, in the den, there is a moment to listen. It takes a lifetime to learn the art of good listening. Listen, what are the meaningful gifts of Christmas. Not the multiple gifts, but today the meaningful gifts of Christmas. In the first place, we remember the kings are seekers and searchers. They embody the dominical saying, seek and ye shall find. And they do search diligently and they do find their heart, their soul, their heart's desire. Rehart also wrote, Revelation is the fundament of theology in the way that light is the foundation of seeing. Theology does not so much begin as continue, not so much endure as recommence. We might say the same about preaching. We recommence every Sunday morning, come Sunday. We continue to seek and to search. One card this year ended with the phrase, may you find your heart's desire. Well, these magi, these wise folks, would applaud such an open note for them, for us. Jesus, our beacon, not our boundary. Not for them the one-story life, not for them the one-horse life, not for them the overly easy, the overly simple, to search diligently. For your heart's desire means work and loss and failure. To seek means to question, to reject, to give up. It may even mean changing your mind or your plan. I love Christmas because I know that at least some will have come to church searching or have come to church to represent to themselves that they still wonder, still care, still are yearning. At Christmas, for those who search, there is still the possibility of enchantment. Presence, enchantment, the sung 
Christmas story turns us toward a capacity to live in the new, to be and to be present, to worship and to be enchanted. Christmas calls you to the possibility of a real experience of enchantment. We are in the presence, finally, of all that enchants, regrettably with ears deadened daily by entertainment. Come Sunday, we have to readjust to tune our ears to something other, this enchantment about us. To hear of an angel, Gabriel, is to move into presence, to be grasped by enchantment. To hear the angel voices quote, voice quoted as saying, the Lord is with you, forms the threshold of presence, a place for the people of God who are held, held in the power of enchantment. To recognize the befuddlement of a young woman surrounded by powers visible and invisible, potencies of man and of spirit, opens presence and the chance for enchantment. Here is a young woman who has known no man, now with child. Here is an old woman who has known no birth, now with child. Here is an angel reminding us that with God all things are possible. We are really not in a position, are we, to delimit what God can and cannot do. Here is a kingly gift for everyone who is searching diligently. Is that you? Our wise folk bless you. They may represent God's benevolence toward you, the benevolence you have known in your own experience in the past. Think of those benevolent people, the benevolent watching and guiding of a shepherd or of a parent or of a teacher or of a friend. And if no church will encourage your search, if no popular movement will animate your soul, if no family member or friend finally will validate your seeking, fear not. The kings of the East know the precious value of your search, for it has been theirs as well. Unwilling they to settle for entertainment in worship or in experience, or in life. They seek that which down deep your soul yearns for. They seek enchantment and they bless your search for enchantment. Our culture is so numbly and dumbly hungry for a numinous sense of presence. Such yearning such longing, such hunger, such thirst. And too often, the church is not feeding with lasting meat and milk, with word, with song, with silence, with presence, with enchantment. And here is another generation coming toward us, waiting to be fed. And who will feed them? How shall they hear without a preacher? In the second place, the wise ones offer you a gift which may not seem very religious or very fit for the Yuletide, yet it is a princely possession for those who will receive it. I refer to their capacity to sift and to measure, to sift and to separate wheat from chaff, the true from the nearly true. These kings remind you of your own high calling to discern, to test everything, to consider, to ponder, to think. Life is more than activity and work. Life is more than running and stopping. Life is more than selling and buying. Actually, none of these outward acts means much without heart, soul, mind, strength. 
Here the Magi have shared a remarkable choice possession which is yours for the asking. Herod's information is accurate, but his motives are unclean and his purpose is malevolent. Herod is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Wisdom knows the howl of the wolf. The kings could overhear the deception in Herod's, Herod's claim to worship. Herod lives still, and the wise of this world learn to distinguish the true from the nearly true. They bless your willingness to think, ponder, consider, reflect. We shall need this gift in 2009, especially when we as a world community are faced with violence. We shall need the gift of discernment, of sifting. How, in justice, shall we respond? At least, blessed wise ones, you, you shall have the mind to remember what history has taught. You shall remember the Judeo-Christian tradition before violence that has made two responses, broadly speaking. You know them, and you will want carefully to sift them. One is the pacifism of Matthew 5. If anyone smite thee on thy cheek, turn to him the other as well. The other is later just war theory and its questions. Is this responsive? Is this multilateral? Is this to a just end? Is this proportional? Is this without thought of gain? Is this limited? Is this the last, the very last, the very, very last alternative? Consider, ponder, reflect. In the third place, the kings give you another look at the star. They encourage you to trust the inner sense that you have of guiding, of light, of direction. This star, like any, asks of us a certain height, so when at times the mob is swayed to carry praise or blame too far, we may take something like a star to stay our minds on and be stayed. Beloved, you were not born without a moral compass. You have a conscience. It lives as long as you live. Through all of the valleys and hills of life, this inner sense will orient you if you will receive it as the royal gift it is. All too often we forsake our own best insight out of a false humility or out of laziness or out of fear or out of self-doubt. And just here, the three kings have a Christmas gift to offer you. Train your ear to hear, listen carefully for your own conscience. Strain your mind and your heart to know the pure tones of the heart's desire. Every week, nearly every week, I hear or read some new voice straining to know the pure tones of the heart. For instance, here, the voice of Avram Berg, perhaps a contemporary prophet. He wants a new identity focused not on the particular, but on the universal, asserting that if we do not establish modern identity on foundations of optimism, faith in humans, and full trust in the family of nations, we have no lasting chance of existing. Wisdom knows us. Wisdom can teach us. There is a dif difference, distinct if definite, between your almost self and your own most self. And now God is with you in your almost self. That's prevenient grace abounding before you know it. But God is with you there to guide you from your almost self to your own most self that salt, light, peace, heart, soul, marrow of your being, the you the world is awaiting, waiting to know. That's happiness in God, 
justifying grace, abounding here and now, and making happy people happy in God. Then God is with you, too, to lift your own most self into your utmost self, sanctifying grace day by day, decade by decade. How? Practice. Abstain from evil. Practice good. Worship God. Strange gifts for a strange story and a strange season. These wise folk from the East with their gold and frankincense and myrrh, they bring you some gifts too, meaningful gifts, and they are yours for the unwrapping. A blessing upon searchers, a blessing upon thinkers, a blessing upon believers. Go and search, go and measure, go and trust. And then with these ancient travelers, you too will have, finally, something to lay at the feet of the newborn future. Seek and ye shall find. Love the Lord your God with all your mind. And believe this, the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret but is now disclosed to bring about the obedience of faith. So you will have communion with some of the wise from days gone by, like one Howard Thurman, who said from this pulpit, when the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flock, then the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among brothers, to make music in the heart. Amen.
As we are called to prayer through the singing of Lead Me, Lord, I invite you to pray as you are so moved to best support the prayers of this community. Please come to stand or kneel at the altar rail. Stand or kneel in place, lift up your hands, respond in your first language, however you feel the Spirit moving in prayer this morning. set the intention. There will be a time to speak silently or aloud our concerns. Then I will ask God in your grace if you would respond, hear our prayer. Dearly beloved, let us pray together. You who are God with us, one in three and three in one, we who are your community in this place and time are grateful for this time with you and with one another to rejoice in the gifts you give us, to pray together from the depths of our hearts. And so we pray for the church and for the world. We pray for all who confess your name, for our unity in your truth, for our life together in your love, and for our revelation of your glory in the world. God, in your grace, hear our prayer. We pray for the people of this land and for all the nations, for the ways of justice and peace amongst us, for our honoring of one another, and for our service to our common wealth and common good. God, in your grace, hear our prayer. We pray for the earth as your own creation, for our reverence for its diversity and beauty, for our right use of its resources in service to others and to your honor and glory. God, in your grace, hear our prayer. We pray for all whose lives are closely linked with ours, remembering especially our family and our friends, for our service to Christ in them, and for our love for one another as Christ loves us. God, in your grace, Hear our prayer. We pray for all who face particular challenges of body, mind, spirit, remembering especially those caught up in economic and social forces beyond their control, those for whom this time is more challenged than celebration, those who are trafficked into slavery, those who are physically ill, those who must wait, those who care for others in both mind and body and spirit. 
We pray for their comfort, healing, courage, and hope, for our standing with them in the common and extraordinary challenges of life, and for the joy of your salvation for us all. God, in your grace, hear our prayer. We pray for all who have died, with thanksgiving for their life and work amongst us, for their family and friends, for your will fulfilled in them, and for our sharing with all your saints in the life to come. God, in your grace, hear our prayer. We pray for the joys and celebrations of our human life, for our power and agency, our freedom to choose the good, the love of our family and friends, for our personal ministries and for the satisfaction of our work, for our colleagues, for the milestones that mark our journey. In this season of Christmas, we give you thanks for the particular gifts of this time, for searching and finding, for the discernment and enchantment, for the power of our conscience and our heart's desire. We give you thanks that you are truly God with us in the person of our Savior, Jesus Christ, and in the continuing enlivening power of your Holy Spirit. God, in your grace, hear our prayer. We pray in all these things that your will is done, in the name of Jesus Christ and in the power of the Holy Spirit, as we gather all these prayers into the prayer our Savior has taught us, in which we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, we pause in our service of worship to say a personal word of greeting, particularly if you are here for the first time, please help us to get to know you by using the ritual of friendship, also known as the red book in the side of the pew, and pass it along that we may greet one another following worship by name. We draw your attention to the notices that are printed in the bulletin. We encourage those who are listening from afar to consider making their offering by giving online, and you may find directions to do that at our website. We are worshiping together these Sundays in intercession, though the university itself is closed. We are open, and we are glad so many of you were able to be with us this Sunday morning. 
As is our custom this the last Sunday of the year, the calendar year, we encourage in the next week your suggestions for continuous improvement in our ministry at Marsh, in music and worship, in ministry and fellowship, in service and outreach. Take a moment to jot an email of suggestion or wonder or caution or advice. This is a good time of year to do so. Those who are still considering making a pledge to support the work of our ministry here are encouraged to do so before the 1st of January. We are thinking today of our dear friend Margaret Schwarzer, who was to have been our guest today, but she has within her family some things on which she's working, including a significant case of laryngitis. And there are many things you can do in worship uh, with other maladies, but laryngitis is something that's hard to wrestle with. So we think of Margaret and her loved ones today. With these thoughts and concerns before us, we continue to worship together by presenting our tithes and our offerings.
blessed us with so much. We offer this, get these offerings and our gifts so that you may further your kingdom on this world. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. Jesus, we ask thee to stay close by us forever and love us, we pray. Bless all the dear children in thy tender care and fit us for heaven to live with thee there. Amen. <laughs> 